Support for this podcast and the following message come from Wise, the app that makes managing your money in different currencies easy. With Wise, you can send and spend money internationally at the mid-market exchange rate. No guesswork and no hidden fees. Learn more about how Wise could work for you at wise.com. Today on State of the World, Israeli and Palestinian families use radio to send messages to hostages and prisoners. Thanks for listening to State of the World from NPR. We bring you the day's most vital international stories up close where they're happening. It's Monday, January 29th. I'm Greg Dixon. Today, a story about trying to send messages to loved ones and hoping they hear you. After nearly four months of the Gaza war, there are a large number of hostages and prisoners taken by each side. Some were released early in the war, and there is hope that talks to release more will be successful. Still, thousands of Israeli and Palestinian families feel the anguish of not knowing the fate of their loved ones. NPR's Daniel Estrin tells us they're sending messages on the radio in hopes their family members will hear them. Every morning, Israel's number one drive-time radio show dedicates a song to one of the Israeli hostages in Gaza. The anchor, Hadar Marks, says Chaim Perry is 79 years old. He and more than 200 Israelis were taken hostage on October 7th during Hamas's deadly ambush, the largest number of civilians taken captive in Israeli history. The anchor addresses this hostage and says, we will meet and things will be good. She says, I hope you can hear this and plays a song by one of his favorite singers. This is not just wishful thinking. About half of the hostages were released a couple months ago in an exchange for hundreds of Palestinian detainees. And some of them said their guards had let them listen to Israeli radio while they were held in Gaza. The distances here are short. Radio frequencies reach across borders. Here's an example. Hi, I'm Gil Dittman from Tel Aviv. Gil Dickman recorded this message, which aired on Israeli public radio. He spoke about his aunt, who was killed on October 7th, and his two cousins who were taken hostage. He told us that when one of his cousins was released, she told the family she had heard that broadcast in captivity. That's how she learned what had happened to her other relatives and how she knew her family understood she was being held in Gaza. People tell you, if, uh, if she listens to you right now, what would you say? What would you want her to hear? And I always feel like, okay, no way she can hear me. But it turns out that thanks to the fact that radio is such an analog platform, it was possible. It's the only Israeli channel of communication reaching some of the hostages. She said that that was one of the most important things for her while she was in captivity, keeping her strong, knowing that her husband and child are still alive, and that we fight for her. 
Some of the released hostages say they didn't have any access to a radio or TV in captivity. But the fact that some did has changed how Israeli radio is broadcasting now. Galeit Sahal, Israeli army radio, is the country's most listened to broadcaster. Every day it airs messages from Israelis to their relatives captive in Gaza. Turn the dial to Palestinian radio, and you'll hear something similar. Radio Ajial is based in the West Bank city of Ramallah. Every week, it broadcasts voice messages from Palestinians to their family members in Israeli jails. Here's a short voice message the radio station played. It's from 18-year-old Dima Ali. Her father, Alaeddin Ali, was taken away by Israeli soldiers five days into the war. She addresses her dad and says, Everything at home is fine. University's good. Don't worry about us. She has no idea if he's heard it. We have no connection to, to reach to him or to speak with him. Where's the human rights? Where's the, 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 the prisoner rights? Even the lawyer can't reach to him. In the past, Israel accused him of having ties to Hamas, which the family denies. During this war, Israel has detained thousands of Palestinians. More than 8,000 are jailed now. It's horrible after October 7th inside the Israeli prisons. Radio Ajiel's editor-in-chief, Walid Nassar, says the station has been flooded with short voice messages since the start of the war because Israel has cut off the connection prisoners had to outside the prison walls. Palestinian prisoners are no longer allowed family visits, The Red Cross no longer gets access to deliver letters between families and prisoners. Lawyers are given minimal access to meet prisoners. Israel says the measures are to prevent prisoners from coordinating attacks from inside jail. Palestinian prisoner advocates call it a policy of revenge. So these messages are very crucial for the prisoners inside the prisons when they can't reach the outside um, communication. For Palestinian and Israeli families, the concern is not knowing about their loved ones in extreme and difficult conditions. Some Israeli hostages and Palestinian detainees have died while being held. There are growing allegations of physical abuse against Palestinians in Israeli jails and even sexual abuse against Israelis in Hamas captivity. The head of Israeli army radio, Dani Zaken. I I can't do any comparison between these two populations, these two groups, hostages and prisoner terrorists. It's totally different. Here it's civilians mostly, hostages, and the Palestinian prisoners, most of them, are terrorists. Israel says it's arrested Hamas activists since the war began. Many detainees are held without charge, a tactic criticized by human rights groups. Israel says it's needed to prevent future attacks. And in war against terror, you have to do some measures. Among them is lots of arrests. That's part of the war. After saying that, I can say that, of course, as every family that have her, the, the one that she loves in jail, uh, and, and I can understand what they're doing. Since the war began, Israeli prison authorities say they've been confiscating radios from Palestinian prisoners. So who knows how many radios are left today for Palestinian detainees in Israel, or for Israeli hostages in Gaza. But Israeli and Palestinian radio stations are still broadcasting these messages, if anything, to give the families a platform to speak, and because you never know who's listening. That's NPR's Daniel Estrin reporting from Ramallah and Tel Aviv.
And that's the State of the World from NPR. For more coverage of all sides of this conflict, go to npr.org slash updates. Thanks for listening. See you again soon. On the TED Radio Hour, researcher Sasha Lucioni says AI can help us find climate solutions. But just training the technology itself uses a ton of energy. Training ChatGPT, for instance, emits as much carbon as five cars in their lifetime. Tech's climate conundrum. That's on the TED Radio Hour from NPR. Support for NPR and the following message come from SAP Concur, a leading brand for integrated travel expense and invoice management solutions. With SAP Concur Solutions, you'll be ready to take on whatever the market throws at you next. Learn more at concur.com. Support for NPR and the following message come from PBS. PBS invites you on a trip to the future. A Brief History of the Future is a groundbreaking series filled with hope and possibility about where people are today and what could come next. From tech to tradition, from climate to culture, from science to spirituality. Join futurist Ari Wallach on a journey around the world as he meets the brilliant minds and brave pioneers remaking people's futures for generations to come. A Brief History of the Future. Stream now on PBS and the PBS app.